On this week's episode of Down the Wire, it's time to get a little extreme. So we bring in a good friend of mine to chat with me and Tom. It's the Beer City Bruiser, former Ring of Honor wrestler. Also, we need to go over, well, the football season. It's going to start next week. And we explain how Thomas is more wrong each and every episode. All this and more coming at you down the wire. Every time we do it, y'all, we do it with fire. Yeah. Sports podcast down the wire. Every time we do it, y'all, we do it with fire. Yeah. Sports podcast down the wire. Down the wire. Yeah. Down the wire. Yeah. Tom and Dave Burks. Yeah. Down the wire. Yeah. Down the wire. Yeah. Down the wire. Yeah. Tom and Dave Burks. Yeah. Down. Episode number eighty-three of Go Fuck Yourself, Dave. <laughs> Down the wire. It's, uh, I didn't even play anything. I didn't set anything up. I just wanted to start this recording. It's episode number 83. Holy shit. And it is our last Sunday until February 19th without NFL football. That's not true. That's true. Well, I mean, unless we're going to talk Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl is NFL football. Yeah, but I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, but I'm saying it is NFL football. But no one wants to talk about the Pro Bowl. No one's going to watch it, but okay. it's still NFL football. All right. All right. That's yeah. fair enough, right? Yeah. I mean, if you count it as NFL football, it's NFL football. I don't count it as NFL football. They're trying. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can say that. Uh, Tom, you are regaling me with the absolute boredom that is live golf right now well, there's nothing on right now so we have golf on in the background but i i like how they have it set up like look at how they have it set up you know it's very easy to follow they have the teams on the side right there they have uh the leaderboards of everyone with like the logo what, of the what is team. the crs like the one with the skull and crossbones oh do you want me to give all the names of them i'll look up that the one names. just goes way too fucking hard for words let's let's look up the names of these uh golf teams real quick i haven't really been paying attention uh to what what anything has been going on with them because it's live no one gives a shit live golf teams uh okay so <laughs> okay I didn't know they were all like golf club and stuff like that. Yeah, so it looks like, like smash and the, the, the creams, the creams. I don't know. Let's look what it was. What the fuck are you looking up? Why did it just take me to this? Did it not Boston. have like the teams that were all just right there before Boston live golf high flyers. Yeah. Mad majestics. You got smash there. cliques. What the fuck does that mean? What the um, hell is a clique? I, I don't know. That's probably a play on words somewhere. Yeah, yeah, go go up again. Go back up. Oh, I was going to see if it was like. Oh, my God. Better. Oh, look, look. This is great. This is great. The crushers. The cliques, the aces, the fireballs. Yeah, this never. No, this is awful. Iron herds, nimblicks, slinger. And like lunch company. I don't know what that one says. Right there. Uh, I, I don't know. This is this is riveting podcast material. Um, we need to like br- quickly touch on a legend going away. Um, Serena Williams is done playing tennis. R.I.P. Oh, I, she's not dead. Not dead. Not dead. But 
I'm very sad hearing this because I loved Serena Williams. I'm a big tennis guy. Yeah. It shows. What the fuck does that mean? I'm just saying. I'm just. This saying. is gonna be our most violent episode. Yet. You chose violence this episode. I did, and you know what? It started with you, and I'm so happy. Serena Williams, one of the goats. Um, I thought she had the most grand slams of all time. She doesn't. She's second most. Um, but just so dominant for so long, and for her to come in at 17 and win shit, and then be 40 something and win shit it's got to be worth something so congratulations to serena williams and she upset the number two in the world so that was pretty exciting she was she was definitely in there the whole time as well she her her clock hit midnight are you done looking up if she actually did win the most or not yet no i was actually looking more at who that first one was because i was second guessing myself it was margaret court Mm. yeah how many more does she have like one more two more but how many does she have uh, she has 24, yeah, and Serena's, Serena's got 23. 23. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have to uh, enjoy tennis with someone else. I don't know. Uh, no. It, no. No. No one's going to watch. This is going to hurt tennis bad. Uh, women's yes tennis. No. Yeah, yes and yeah, no. Yeah, it's going to hurt women's tennis. Serena fucking Williams. Yeah. She's I think it'll be deal. fine. We'll survive. Okay. We'll survive. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you're as our female tennis ambassador mm-hmm. down the wire. Uh, this is our last Sunday with no football, and we're gonna get into our predictions for Week One later on in the episode. Talking uh, hard knocks, hard knocks later on. If you haven't been watching that, that's been just electric. Uh, can't even keep up with all the episodes. There's just so yeah. much going on with that, it. I mean, we practically miss an episode altogether, and. and- just Before we get into the professional <laughs> ranks, we got to go to college football because the biggest stories of the week, not just week one, where I'll have a couple highlighted in my quick hits later today. We had the college football committee expand, baby, but not immediately in like 28 years. How long is it? 2026. Yes. Okay. 2026. So four years. Four years. College football expansion. I got the full details right here as well. There's a little bit more that goes into it. So it's going to go from four to 12 teams. They're skipping eight altogether, going straight to 12. No, no, this is a great. No, let me lay it out. Let me lay it out. Do the do the thing. I'll I'll talk. Six conference champions, six non-champions. Top four seeds are going to get a bye. First round games are hosted on campus with quarter and semifinals at bowl sites while the national championship is at a neutral site. Tell me why this is bad for college football, Dave. 12 is too much. Mm-mm. Yes, you are going to get watered down play. No. We already see it in fucking the, the uh, final four. No. Yes, we do. No. Yes, there's almost every year we get it, uh, at least one game that is just a complete blowout. You are seriously underestimating the money this is about to make, I think. I'm not underestimating the money. I'm talking about the fucking talent and the play itself. There's going to be an upset want... every year. There's going to be one every year. I'll something take like that, that bet. There's going to be something like that I every year. I will take that Did you bet. see that Ohio State-Notre Dame game yesterday? Ohio State looked pretty human. I mean, they looked pretty human. 
Georgia is definitely better than Ohio State. That's what's got to happen on the next rankings. We'll see that. But I'm just telling you, I think 12 is going to be perfect. It's going to get money flowing to all sorts of programs. It's going to divvy up talent. Transfer portal is here to stay. There's 21 transfers on Washington's lineup I saw yesterday. 21. Like, holy shit, man. How do they even give scholarships out anymore? They have... What was the final four last year? Uh, what was it? Alabama, Georgia, Ohio, or Michigan, Notre Dame? You're forgetting Cincinnati. Cincinnati, that's right. Cincinnati got rocked. Yeah. Good. Why not? Was it fucking worth it? The top four teams don't have to play a first-round game. So those first-round games exactly. are going to be five versus 12, four versus 11. Vine and you're going to see the, if there's an upset – Right in that first round, whatever that uh, I guess nine through twelve seed that potentially upsets, you know, what is that four through or sorry five through eight, they will go into that next game and get their ass kicked. Okay, twice as hard. So, but they get the host. That's the good thing about this: the first round being on campus hosted games, and Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State, and whoever the else fuck doesn't have to come in and ruin it or steal that money from that team. This is a major play for the NCAA. No, I you think. do it at eight. Eight was the perfect number, and now that we have twelve, it's fucked. I also think this is a big win for schools like Wisconsin. Trying to sneak into a playoff spot like that. This is not sneaking in. This is gifting. There's 130 FBS teams. And what? We're going to expand the top 25 now? I'm just saying it's 12. 12 is a decent number to have. People are not going to count that first round. You know, after the buys come in, that's when they're going to start to count. When they're at the bowl sites and they're at the neutral site games, they're not even considered bowl games for the first round. It doesn't work like that. That, That was like... Uh, baseball when they instituted the play-in game. It's right? also not going to add games. I I don't care. This is this is not something that I want. I wanted it down to eight, and I think twelve is too much. I think it's interesting. They're gonna make it's because of six conference champions. That's why you can't have two non-champion teams in. They wanted more of those. Yeah, you don't like the even match. I don't like it. I like eight. It's gonna, it's gonna. If they wanted to make all the conference champions in, that's gonna help divvy up the talent because there's gonna be three SEC teams better than the champion of the Pac-12. I'm just telling you, you are going to get some garbage for games. No, I think you're sleeping. I think you're sleeping. You're very I, pessimistic about it. I, how? No, I'm just telling you, we're we're not going. I, look, I'm happy that we have football. I'm happy that we have college football, but. I don't want to see these blowouts. I don't want to see it. You're gonna get a blowout for sure. You you are. I get you. I bet. But you we just put we just put Oregon against Georgia on national television yesterday, and they lost forty eight to three. Okay, I mean, you're yeah. gonna put Georgia up against anyone in that round. They're gonna kick ass for the most part this year. Yeah, but you think you're gonna get games like Utah yesterday? You know, Utah, which I just want to say, Utah at number seven? Remember that callback? Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Uh, but, yeah, what? You're going to get games like that in which, okay, yay. Or uh, what was, um, who was the one that was having, or Iowa. 
Iowa was struggling. Oh God, that was the most fucking South Dakota State, dude. That was the great. It, that was such a hilarious game for the score to be seven to three because of two safeties and a field goal. Oh my God, that game was the most Big Ten football game ever. It was five to three for most of the game, and the last time a final score had been five to three, forty-two years ago, Arizona State versus Iowa. I mean, it's just Iowa football. That's how they do it. I'm not surprised. I think it was that. Arizona versus Iowa, not Arizona State. But I'm a fan of this expansion. I get it. You're going to absolutely have a lot of – you're going to have an opportunity for a blow up, but I think you have the opportunity for the upset every year. And the first time we see, you know, that 12 seed that gets a little bit of a run or that 8 seed that gets a run, I think there's a lot of money in this think there's a lot of cool shit that comes out of it and a school like a wisconsin or um you know not nah, uh, uh <laughs> who says middle of the road is us every year an iowa i guess you can say or a minnesota you can compete for a spot in the playoff and a chance to just win games at the end i think that's kind of interesting okay we'll root for some more Akron zip football or some shit like that. Hey, if Akron beat Alabama, you know that'd be insane. <sighs> There's actually other news that's pretty big. <laughs> and... Speaking of Akron. Ooh, good callback. I, I honestly didn't even realize I did it. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell on the move to Cleveland. Yep. Now a Cavalier. Let's get the full trade details. How you like that, Chris Platt? Yeah, I, I I would imagine he's pretty happy, actually. I, I think this was a trade that, on the surface, was very even for both sides, I think. And should work out fair enough for both cities and teams, I think. Donovan Mitchell, a top 25 player? I would go higher than that. 30 or 20? No, what do you mean? No, like lower. lower. Okay. Yeah. Uh, top 20? I, you know, you might even get me to go t- uh, 15. I don't think you can. I don't think you can go 15. Uh, but he's a he's yeah. a solid player. If we're going to go just scorer, okay, top 15 scorer in the league. Sure, I'll give you that. Okay. Donovan Mitchell. Anyway, on the move to Cleveland in a trade with the Jazz that happened this week. It's a move that's going to send... Uh, what what are we what are we looking at here? It's gonna send Colin Sexton, Lor- or Lori Markinen, and Ochai Kabaji. Oh my god! And three unprotected <laughs> first round picks with two pick swaps for twenty twenty six and twenty twenty eight. Holy shit, man! I mean, it's a lot coming back. Sure, for Utah. But Donovan Mitchell, that's a pretty big name. Pretty solid. Adds to that core they got in Cleveland. I don't know where he's going to play with Darius Garland. Kind of playing the similar position. He's going to run more point, I guess, this year. But it really complements their front court duo of Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, I think. Um, I just want to say NBC Sports has Donovan Mitchell ranked 17th. 
for top 20 players right now. Okay, so I had him at 20, you had him at 15, I, they're at 17. Yeah, but who Anthony, do they have? Who do Anthony they have? Davis at 16? Yeah, he's better than him when he plays. Oh my God. When he, he plays? Never, never plays. Never plays. Carl Anthony Towns? Mm. I mean, speaking, if you're going to go mm. no defense, yeah. mm. I'm just saying. I don't know. Who's below him? Oh, okay. Uh, let me scroll back the other way. Uh, Damian Lillard Oof. at 18. Oof. I mean, okay, that might be a rough look. Yeah. Bradley Beal at 19. Yeah, that's he's not better than Bradley Beal. He's not Paul better. George, Paul George at 20. Uh, I don't think he's better than Paul George. Oh, I, I don't know about that. What's no. one more below Paul George? Give me one more. It, it one only more goes name. to 20. Oh, okay. 20. Yeah, I don't know. Those three names below him were pretty rough look, to be yeah. fair. Um, <laughs> James Harden at 13. That's a little high for James, probably. Where's Giannis on this list? Number one. So, okay, just had to yeah. make sure. Just had to make sure everyone uh, knew. LeBron at eight, though. Whoa. Okay. That's kind of some shade right Relax. there. Relax. Okay. Luka, Jason, uh, Tatum, Embiid, uh, Jokic, Curry, Durant, Giannis. Not a terrible list. Not a terrible list. Uh, but Donovan Mitchell, I think this makes Cleveland a five seed. Good job. Uh, I think it has the potential to make them a four. Uh, I think better uh, than Philly. I I I'm not super in on Philly just yet. They're I, not better. Oh, oh, I'm gonna give you Milwaukee, Boston, or the field to make the NBA Finals next year. What are you taking? You can take Milwaukee and Boston or the field. I'll take the field. Really? Yeah. Because of Miami, the the East is exponentially better than what they were five years ago. I think it's Milwaukee and Boston are miles ahead of every team. Uh, Maybe, maybe not Miami. I'm still taking the field. I I think Miami is really solid. I think uh, now Cleveland, I like Cleveland last year, you know, to make a deeper run. And then they kind of played themselves out a little bit, but um, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think going that route to me is fairly safe. Do you think Donovan Mitchell can be a one though? Uh, it's kind of been an underwhelming jazz team after underwhelming jazz team year after year here. Well, for we can definitely blame one of those on Rudy Gobert. Maybe. Um, yeah, that was probably one of their peak seasons. Sure. A- as a as a collective unit. The, the, the pandemic did fuck everything up, sure. And there's an asterisk on that season. Everyone knows that. Um, I also never was really big on any of the coaching that uh, Utah's had, like Quinn Schneider and and stuff like that. Eh, they're not they're not great. I'm I'm still not sold on Donovan Mitchell being a one. I think he's a better he two. To be. He doesn't have to be. Who's gonna be the one in Cleveland? They just traded for him to be the one. They gave up five picks Dude, pretty much. Darius Garland. Uh, fuck. I, I mean, Kevin if Donovan Love. Mitchell isn't averaging. Kevin Love, what is it, 2012? Look, man, man he, he played some some meaningful minutes for them. Donovan Mitchell is their one. They just traded for him to become their one. Three unprotected first-round picks and swaps in the in-between years. Okay? They got great pieces back. I love Colin Sexton. I don't know why Cleveland didn't like him that much. They like Darius Garland better. He is a similar player to donovan mitchell but they're gonna unload the rest of their team they're gonna build around that the jazz are probably gonna suck man i mean they're gonna suck yeah they're gonna keep selling off they they still got dudes like jordan clarkson mike conley uh bojan uh 
Bogdanovich, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to get rid of a lot of those players. Um, I... I like this trade a lot for Cleveland. I do. I like it for both. Tunney, I know our good friend PC Tunney does not like it. Uh, said they gave up way too many picks and for an injured player. Yeah, but when they're picking in the 20s, who cares? Yeah, man, I, I don't really give a shit. I think Donovan Mitchell is going to make this Cavs team really fucking good. And especially in the first you know year or two when teams are trying to figure out this rotation with them. I mean, we saw it with the Bucks. Having Drew Holiday was huge. And they, I, I don't want to say got figured out, but people were able to pr better prepare after that first season. Because, they, you know, we know Drew Holiday and, and the game that he played with them. And I think that's going to happen with the Cavs. I think they're going to have this first season or so to really lock in what they want and then the other teams have to catch up. It's another guy who signed an extension in 2020, already getting traded. Uh, he's only going to be 25. That's pretty young. I, yep. I I get that. That's that's great. He's a solid player. I I'm just not convinced if he's a number one guy. That's doesn't all have I'm to saying. Be. This team is do, doesn't have a one at all, and they play I well. Think you need a one to win. Mm, I think I can think of a Pistons team that says otherwise. Yeah, in 2004 when they didn't shoot three-pointers? I'm just saying. You need a one to win now, man. I, I think that's pretty clear. Donovan Mitchell, maybe he can be that one. Hey, 25 years old, maybe he goes up to 28 points a game. Then he's a one. Then he's a one. But What's his average now? 23.9. That's pretty good, man. It's decent. It's decent. But Chris Middleton can get you 21, 23 all day. Chris Middleton's not a one. Chris Middleton's not a one. Should we get to our interview? Sure. We had the uh, very fortunate opportunity to talk to the Beer City Bruiser, professional wrestler, former Ring of Honor superstar, former NWA superstar. And current podcaster. Yes, on a whole litany of things. Um, and a good friend of mine from Wisconsin, now li living in uh, one of the Carolinas, which is north, north or south. Mm, he was talking about Braves games. Yeah, and then he said three hour. Well, let's look it up. Go ahead. Nah, it's right fine. Now. He lives in a Carolina, everyone. Uh, yeah. So here's the interview right now. Me, 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 me. All right, everyone, we've got our guest for this week's interview segment. He is former Ring of Honor super stud, the man, the myth, my trainer. Notice how I didn't say legend yet. It's the Beer City Bruiser, Matt Winchester. Hot damn, looking all tan and fresh there in North Carolina. Of course, we got beautiful weather, so I'm outside constantly. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. In this attic right now, it is a cool 88 degrees. So, <laughs> and we've converted that from Celsius because we still haven't figured out how to change that on our time clock. On our new either. digital clock. <laughs> Are you guys trying to push this new Celsius thing because we're the only country that uses Fahrenheit? 
Uh, I'm absolutely down. not. No. <laughs> what? Why? All right. One thing at a time. Metric system. Here we go. <laughs> Everything's by tens then. Yes. So, Matt, uh, first of all, thank you so much for jumping on. You're like um, probably one of the more diverse uh, interview guests that we've had. And that's saying something because we've had a, a former Arena League football player that smoked a joint on the field. Oh, um, okay. So that, that just lets you know where you rate on our spectrum. I, I haven't done that, but I've eaten a couple edibles before a match. There you go. All right. <laughs> He's on par. That's I'm fairly thing. certain I bore witness to that at some point in time. <laughs> I just recently discovered edibles. Right, right. In fact, the first time I ever did edibles was uh, the day that they announced things might be shutting down, and I was in Vegas for Ring of Honor, and we didn't know if the world was going to end or not. So I'm like, you know what? I haven't tried it. Let's try it. <laughs> the world's going to end. Right. So, so yeah, you brought up Ring of Honor. Why don't you let uh, everyone that listens to us know what it was like being in Ring of Honor? Like, what was the the fucking vibe that you got from that company? Because you know that that realistically, you've told me was kind of your big break, right? You you got a, an actual contract from one of the top wrestling companies in the u.s and back when it was one of the top it was maybe even one of the maybe the second largest promotion in the country at a point yeah we were ranked number two like we were doing house uh house shows where like nxt was 20 minutes up the road and we were out drawing nxt at the time but yeah it was it was the greatest time of my life it was a payoff for it took 13 years for me to get there but i got there i got that contract it was it was amazing to walk into a, a crappy job and quit and be like, I don't never going to come back. And I, and I've never worked a real job, I guess you could say since then I've only been a professional wrestler. Well now podcaster, but uh, it, it was amazing. The locker room there was one of the best locker rooms I've been a part of um, everybody in there calls each other family. And that's what it was. And And what's cool is now that, most of us are back on the indies and we don't see each other as much when we do get to see each other. It's kind of like a reunion. Um, the last couple of weeks I've been on shows with guys that I was really close to, but I hadn't seen since ring of honor shut down. And it was like, not a day has passed and it was just like hanging out and stuff like that. And it was, it was great. Um, but I got tons of memories because of them. I was able to, to go to Japan. I was able to wrestle in Madison square garden. Um, I was able to wrestle on pay-per-view be on people's TV screens every week. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, and uh, I have to give you props as well because you let me take a couple of Ring of Honor dates here and there, you know, helping out. And uh, those times were f super fucking memorable. In fact, you know, you were on very... uh, you were on a pay per view. You were like the close of a pay per view, weren't you? Like getting I ready. was super, super kicked. kicked right yeah. to the face, triple yeah. super kicked. In fact, yeah. I was the only guy that got to do that because everyone else was a big fucking pussy about it. Yeah, it was great. And yeah, then, I remember uh, everybody complaining. You're like, I'll do it. <laughs> those young bucks and Adam Cole. Uh, yeah, they they barely touched my face, and I almost forgot to bump because. <laughs> yeah, they're so, the coolest dudes. They were they were cool, you know. And it, it, I, being in Ring of Honor, I was able to, you know, kind of establish myself as as somebody in wrestling that you know knows what they're doing. And I was able to form a relationship with the company where they trusted my opinion. So whenever I you know, they needed somebody for something. I could just say, Hey, this guy's cool. Or, Hey, yeah, I trained this guy. He can come in and he'll do what you want. You know? Cause I knew you guys 
wouldn't let me down. You guys would work hard and you do what was asked of you. You wouldn't complain, you know, and the company really liked that. So, uh, yes, I am a professional wrestler. Most of the people know that. Um, Tom obviously knows that, but I was actually trained by a uh, beer city bruiser right here. So Tom, I don't think you've actually heard, uh, anything said about me, but Matt, why don't you tell the world everything you like about me? Uh, everything I like about you, huh? Yeah. As a wrestler, because man, mm. I just got to milk it while I have the chance. Really? Okay. <laughs> Bold talking, strategy, Dave. If we're talking wrestling, I don't know if there's anything I like about you, but you're really funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you are really smart. Uh, when I when I introduce what's called a bump card, and for people that are listening and don't know what that is, whenever you fall on your back, that's called a bump. And you only have so many within your career because every time you fall down and take a bump, it hurts and it, and it, it abuses your body. And when David found out that he had a limited bump card, he started planning his matches and thinking about how he could take less bumps, but still work hard. And then, then you befriended Derek St. Holmes, who is a master at that. Yeah. <laughs> and it really <laughs> became who takes less bumps in the match, you or Derek. <laughs> wow. So you were great at being lazy. Oh, no, no, no I didn't no. say lazy. I didn't say lazy. I said he was you didn't smart. didn't say work about- hard. Yeah, he was not lazy. He he would go out and because of his improv skills could work a crowd and get him right. You know, and, and he's smart what he was doing. It was he he was one of the people that took into you know, like, hey, I can have a longer career the less I abuse my body. So I'm gonna and the use, more he uses his voice. It, exactly, his voice and his right. pantomime and mannerisms and all that. Yeah. And honestly, I became more blown up doing that because there's no airflow coming in. It's yeah. all just talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, and not only that, after you get done talking, you have to run. <laughs> so you yeah. don't get a chance to breathe. Well, and you're also not doing any Jeff Hardy shit. You know what I mean? No, you, not my ass. Yeah, you, um, can, <laughs> you can do a couple of things, spots here and there, but you know, you're not Logan Paul out here. <laughs> Yeah, what do you take? What's your take on Logan Paul? I mean, he's kind of set not just wrestling, but sports on yeah. fire over the past Entertainment. six months. I mean, nonetheless. Yeah, he, he's an entertainer. I love it. I think it's fantastic. When he when he signed with WWE, I thought it was a perfect thing because, one, he's bringing all of his social media followers with him, which helps the company. Two, he was going to the performance center. I think still to this day, he goes to the performance center every single day and gets in the ring and works hard. He treats everybody that's in that locker room with respect. From what I've heard from the guys that I know that are there, they say he's one of the most humble, most respectful guys to our business. He didn't come in thinking he knew everything about professional wrestling. He came in as a student, and and that impresses us old guys where it's like, okay, cool. You're not making fun of our business that we bust our ass for. You're, you're taking this seriously. He's going to, to camp every day and he's getting better. And it showed in that match with the oh, men. He looks crazy. I mean, yeah. he's got some insane spots he can do. He did that one. Was it the back suplex off the, off the turnbuckle? I think it was. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and the he can frog splash from the entire length of the ring. It seems like, I mean, he's an athlete for sure. It, yeah, and and you know, like like I said, he brings all those that social media with him, and then people love to hate him. So when they make him a heel, he's gonna be one of the top heels in the business because you love to hate him. You know, right now you're you want to cheer because you hate the Miz more, but like once they make that decision, once he's good enough to lead a match, he's gonna be a superstar. 
he's going to be on, on, you know, one of the guys that's going to be untouchable. He's going to get up to the levels of like a John Cena, you know, a Lesnar, um, the rock. I wouldn't say the rock or Lesnar, but, but definitely one of the lower tier guys, like a Cena or Randy Orton, something like that, because (laughs) he's going to get the hate from everybody because you just want to punch the guy in the face. And I'm glad to see he's uh, being humble because, you know, his uh, Japanese dead forest bit from years past uh, (laughs) was anything but. Fair enough. Fair enough. Can you imagine that if was, cancel was culture was around? Yeah, can you imagine if cancel culture was around back then? Man, he kind of he kind of lit the lit the match to start cancel culture. To be honest, yeah, if, yeah. We, if we trace it back, it's really close to when he got kicked off of YouTube. Is when they were like, "We're gonna start cracking down on it." And that could be, yeah. Yeah, it was. It's right around that time. He he did avoid it a little bit. He he could have been worse. It could have been worse. Uh, and- Matt, I mean, I gotta. I got a question for you. I personally am a huge fan of like unique moves that you kind of are proud of that you can say that you tweaked a little bit to call your own or uh, created entirely yourself. Maybe do you have a spot or a move that you really think is signature to you that maybe isn't even your finisher or ender, but you can say that you kind of have down and you like to say is your own spin on the, the moves that I do. There's the, uh, it's like the sister Abigail DDT. And I think David, you were the one that brought to my, so I, I hit that on TV one time. And, uh, what it is you hooked the guy like a Bray Wyatt finish, but then you hit him with a DDT. And I remember I came back to camp and I, I David, I think it was you that said, Hey, Velveteen dream, just hit your move on the yeah. NXT pay-per-view. And I was like, what? I literally just hit it on TV. So I don't know who created it, <laughs> but like we both had it at the same time. So I'm real proud of that. And I'm real proud of my frog splash just because I'm a 300 pound guy going off the top rope. And then as far as like a spot, I, I, I am very happy that I created a spot called the bear spot, which is every fair show I've ever done where I'm in a multi-man match. I always do the bear spot. And that's just where I'm not gonna explain the whole spot, but it just, pertains to just me pretending like I'm a bear and the person that I'm against reacting like I'm a bear and running away from me. And then me getting all the kids in the crowd to like run at the guy screaming, I'm a bear. <laughs> and I knew it was a hit when at state fair one year, I was a team with, uh, it was me, Clucci and Greg, the hammer Valentine. And we, we did the <laughs> spot. Know, oh, I do too. And we did the bear spot and I'm explaining it to him. And he goes, so like, like a bear. I says, yeah, Greg. Yeah, Greg. He's like, are you sure? <laughs> I says, yeah, Greg. He goes, so I just go, oh, I'm a bear. And they think I'm a bear. And I'm like, yeah, Greg, you got it. So we did the spot and we get back and he's like, I'm stealing this. And I, <laughs> I saw him, I saw him a few weeks later in a different indie show. And he walks up and goes, oh, I'm a bear. And he did it that match. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> WWE legends using one of the spots I used. So you've seen so many legends of wrestling. You've been uh, on shows with them. You've shared rings with them. And, you know, a lot of us know, you know, myself, I'm a little bit deeper in in the world, obviously. But, you know, a lot of us look at them as just their gimmicks, right? You know, those characters. Who is that, that legend of wrestling that does not represent their gimmick at all in ring, but it's still equally as fun outside. Uh, probably Eugene. Like Eugene Ooh, is not, okay. not, he's not a, That's you fair. know, a handicapped person. 
Nick Dinsmore, who plays the character Eugene, is actually a really smart professional wrestler, and he's actually a really funny guy. Um, and if you ever hear about the origins of the Eugene character, it's hilarious. But uh, he, you know, you go and you're expecting to meet Eugene, you meet Nick, and it's like it, it blows your mind. And it's fun to do like signings with him because, you know, when there's nobody there, you're just talking to him like normal. As soon as somebody enters a room, he all of a sudden just starts talking like you're, you're like Eugene. You're like, did you just get hit in the head? Like, what just happened here? Like, <laughs> what is going on? But that's a, that's a switch you have to flip. And uh, he's awesome at it. So you have now moved down to the Carolinas, oh, yeah. uh, but you have been pretty much ingrained in Wisconsin for the the entirety of your career up until now, right? Uh, I spent uh, six years in Missouri with Harlan. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I lived in Missouri for six years, yeah. So what is that one thing that you do miss from Wisconsin? And then conversely, What's the thing that you absolutely are so glad you got away from? Uh, Can be wrestling related or not. I really don't care. Neither ones. Well, yeah, there's not really wrestling related, but the number one thing is going to a brewer game um, and, and tailgating and stuff. Because down here, they're the closest uh, baseball like major league team that we have is the Braves. They're like three hours oh. away. Fuck and like that. that, which is fine. Cause my wife, Ashley, that's, that's her second favorite team, you know, and we're going to eventually go see a Braves game and stuff, but it's just like you, you, David, you know, when we were back home, we were going to Brewer games at least two or three a month through the whole season. Cause we're both big baseball fans. And, oh, and, yeah. and now it's like, we have the MLB network, but it's not the same. The cool thing about the MLB network though, is we're able to put on six twenty, so I can still hear Euchre. Ooh, like, yeah, oh six that's yeah. Boy. What's that's, up. Yeah. You don't, you don't know how much. Game. You do not know how much you miss miss Euchre until you don't have him. And, like, we have Sirius and stuff, so, like, the game will come on, but it always covers where they're playing and, and normally always catch road games, like when they're with the I Dodgers. Mean, humble brag, I'll throw the clip in here, actually, right now. I did just cut Garrett Mitchell's first career home run highlight, so if you All saw right. that one on Twitter, like, yeah, that oh, was yeah. me who cut yeah, that highlight. This dude works for 620. Oh, nice. And, and he works a lot on the Brewers postgame stuff. Okay. So, if you're ever listening post game, not that I assume you tune in or are coherent enough to remember what has happened. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot. You might even hear his voice every once in a while. Monday, Monday through Wednesday, I work there. I used to listen post game all the time back home, but now here, like I said, we don't we don't have that because it's it's a whole. You can different download thing. the app on your phone, six twenty WTMJ. <laughs> okay, sorry. Shameless. Yeah. A- ABCs always be closing. Sorry. I, okay. I love it. I'm not going to because I'm MLB <laughs> Network. <laughs> And I have serious. I don't fair need to have enough, it on my phone. That, that, that makes the most sense. That makes the most sense. And what's the thing you are so glad you got away from in Wisconsin now? Toxicity. And and that goes further than just wrestling. It was just like okay. towards the end of us living there, we just cannot wait to move because it looked like the world was like Wisconsin was just going to shit. And I'm not trying to point anybody out or it's just overall like a gas station three blocks from our house was robbed three times before we moved. There was a, a gunman in our neighbor and we lived in Waukesha, which is, you know, not even that close to Mo- what's well, close, but you know what I mean? Like you're not right, expecting right. that. Um, I remember my daughter's senior year, they had lockdown. Some kid brought a gun, you know, and it's just like, it, it was just like a, a pressure pot, you know, like a, and we were just like, man, we can't wait to move. And when we got down here, everybody's so nice. Like the very first day our neighbor brought us a cake you know, and we're kind of like standoffish because in Wisconsin, you don't just walk up and talk to people oh, down no. here. That's all they do. Like 
everybody, every single one of our neighbors has walked up and said hello to us, and they've given us produce, and and we have our dog Ziggy that we just got, and like everybody around here loves her, and just going into like Planet Fitness, and and people don't bug you while you're working out, and like they're just really nice, and and it's just so refreshing. There's no toxicity, and then to go into the wrestling part of it, this company I work for down here called AML. You walk into that locker room and everybody's – it's like a Ring of Honor locker room. Everybody just wants to make everybody else better. There's no clicks. There's no little groups. Nobody's backstabbing. Nobody's trying to stab somebody to get a better spot. Like, And it's just refreshing. And, and both Ashley and I said one night, when like about a month into us moving, we're like, man, we this is a good thing we did. Our mental health is better. You know, we're not angry all the time. Like it, we own the house, which is great, so we can do whatever we want. But like it's just – that toxicity was just weighing us down up there. And it was just that constant, you know, cause I think we were living in a city. That's why now we live in the country. So we're just kind of our own people. So I don't miss that at all. That, that does sound lovely. Cause we see that quite <laughs> often. And it's another perk of working at 620 is actually you hear all of that stuff. Well, and you know, I've shared many a locker room, obviously there are companies that we have been through that, yeah, I've seen the clicks. In fact, I've been part in some of those clicks, you know, maybe not the the worst ones or anything, but man, it, you just need to branch out in wrestling so much, not just in, you know, the entire state, but or the country, but just down in like those locker rooms, just making sure that everyone's a part of uh, that group, that promotion that you're working for. And yeah, I, you know, more than anyone, uh, fucking wisconsin wrestling is so segregated hey life it's advice nuts. just don't be a cock face okay that's kind of that's kind of what it sounds like right and have I mean, fun like yeah like, exactly like, like we we changed our mental attitude to just be positive and, and and you always hear that all the time oh i changed my attitude to positive it was great but we actually did it and it's like it's hard but like we're happy you know what i mean and, and i'm having fun wrestling again i i was not having fun for a while and now I'm having fun and and I can tell when I'm starting to get burnt out and I'll be like, okay, I, I need to take a couple of weeks off because I, I don't want to get burnt out. I don't want to become negative. I'm having fun. I'm having great matches. I'm meeting great people, you know, and, and the cool thing is that now that, you know, Ashley and I are both in this positive state, we're in this, this, um, you know, surrounded by positive people. Like we go out on, you know, for dinner or something and it's not like dreading going out to dinner. It's like, we're having a good time and we're, we're meeting new places. We we became friends with uh, Chris uh, Chris Hero and Rachel Ellering, and because they live in the same city as us, so Rachel awesome. gives like Ashley like ideas for like their foodies. So, hey, you should check this out and try this. And it's so cool not to have just wrestling be the everything. You know, I was so consumed by wrestling when I was back in Wisconsin that I really couldn't enjoy anything else. So now I'm learning to enjoy other things. And, and you know, like it started with baseball. Um, and just falling in love with baseball again. And then I went to football and joining like a fantasy team and like just loving football as a whole, you know? And, and now that we're down here, it's like, cool. Now I have a house. So like, I'm, I'm starting to enjoy like doing my lawn, <laughs> you know, like clipping hedges and, and like decorating our house and stuff. Cause it's all ours. And I got our dog Ziggy star pup and she's like my best friend, man. Like all our <laughs> kids are out of the house. So Ashley knew I was I was getting kind of lonely because all the all the kids are gone and and she wanted dogs so we went we we went to the Humane Society and we're actually going to look for her little brother or her litter mate and when we show up Ziggy ran right up to me sat down at my feet and just started licking my hand 
I looked at Ashley. I go, I think this is the one. And then she walks over to Ashley, started doing the same thing. We're like, yep, this is this is the one we're getting. And she's like my best friend now. Like, David, you'll understand this. It she's so cool that I got done with the wrestling show on Sunday, and the first thing I did was take the dog for a walk afterwards, and then roughhouse with her on the floor while laying down and rolling around. After a show, after I worked the whole weekend, I was gone, you know, Friday through Sunday. Got home Sunday night, and the first thing I did was start playing with my dog, which I well, never you don't used. have your kids to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh, speaking of things you do enjoy, Beer City Bruiser. What is that beer? What is the go-to beer? Yingling is the go-to beer. It is amazing. Yinglings. Yeah, Yingling. Uh, that's is- changed since we've last talked. No, it's always been Yingling since I've been with right. Honor. Yeah. Well, that's perfect for uh, going into our game okay. uh, that I have. So I'm going to ask you and my brother Tom here, uh, uh, just giving you a wrestler name, a super well-known uh, wrestler of more or less the past. There's, I think there's only one that I have that's a, of really a current wrestler. But I want you to compare them to a domestic beer. Okay. And, uh, you know, give me some explanations and then, uh, I will tell you the correct answer. Well, there's, there's a correct, who, who came up with the correct answers? My ass did. So you already <laughs> know where this is going. I'm, I'm so nervous for this. I'm so nervous. I'm going to, I'm going to put myself to shame on my yeah, knowledge of yeah. wrestling. All right. We'll start off with, uh, with an easy one. Oh, fuck. John Cena. Tom, we're going to let Tom go. Then we're going to have a more knowledgeable person uh, go after that before, again, we finally get the correct answer. So Uh, go ahead, Tom. I'm going to say John Cena is Michelob Ultra. Um, I'm going to say John. I was going to say too. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to lie. Cena's like, you you know, when he first came out, I don't know how you felt about him. You either loved him or you hated him. Or, and then by the end of it, if you saw it all the way through, if you have enough of them, you'll count it as beer. And that was John Cena. All right. I I have to go. Yeah. That was the exact thing I was thinking, but mine was because they, you know, they're the one calorie less than everybody and John Cena's body. Like he always made sure he was the most ripped guy in the locker room. Uh, All right. Great answers. It's wrong. Correct answer. (laughs) Budweiser. John Cena is definitely equivalent to Budweiser. Probably the most average beer that everyone knows. There's nothing wrong with drinking it, but there's certainly nothing right. You probably drink it, tell others what a big fan of the product you are, even though you're definitely missing out on something better, then take in so much of it that eventually you tell those same people how you can't see them. Did you write a haiku on your hate for John Cena, dude? And Holy I have to disagree shit. with you because no, yeah, I mean, what he did for WWE has <laughs> got to be a little respected, right? Yeah. And, and he, Bud, who drinks Bud? Only douchebags drink Bud, Budweiser. <laughs> and John Cena is not a douchebag. I've met oh. the man. He is not a douchebag. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying he drinks it. I'm just equating them to the, the, no, no, the not beer that. and wrestling. When I think Budweiser, I think douchebag. And when I think okay. John Cena, I think <laughs> in shape fit guy, like a Michelob Ultra. Okay. Okay. All right. I feel good about my first one, though. All right. <laughs> How about Dusty Rhodes? Ooh. Um, okay. I'm going to go Miller High Life. Okay. Uh, just because I'm equating Dusty Rhodes with being old. 
and <laughs> our father with being old and that's the beer our dad had in his fridge. <laughs> uh, and, and it's the champagne of beers, yeah, baby. There it is. Yeah. I'm going to go with a, a Lone Star. It's a Texas beer. And, and, and the reason being is because the more you drink, the more of a lisp you get. And Dusty always had that lisp. Oh, and he's from Texas. That's a good one. Yeah, and he's from Texas. So Wow. See, I, I don't have I don't have the the knowledge of beer like well <laughs> i have equated him to coors light because okay. initially you see the coors light and think man this is a trash beer no but then combine that garbage pail design with the red white and blue and you get a product of the working man yeah. something so violently american you thought you could only reach this level of blue collar in a dream mm. and everyone yeah. knows once you get a dream Hold on to it and shoot for the sky. What's baby. your go-to tailgate beer, Matt? If you're gonna if bring I can't, a beer, if I can't get Yingling, it's Coors Light. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Coors yeah. Light's the best tailgate See? beer. American yeah. Dream, baby. Yeah. I, yeah. I I think I got that one fine. I I love the I love the pint bottles. I don't know why they get cold the best. All right, yeah. My favorite. I I couldn't say Coors Light because if you have Terry Funk on there, that that's where Coors Light goes because Thomas the I... doesn't know who the fuck Terry Funk is, so no, I have yeah. to make sure so, I, get, I get people that he knows. Okay, well, <laughs> so, sidebar: the reason I drink Coors Light is because of Terry Funk. So ah, that's why I equate Coors Light with Terry Funk. <laughs> All right. Here, this one might be kind of a softball. Eddie Guerrero. Ooh, okay. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Um, Modelo, I would say. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I think there's two choices you can go there, right? Modelo, <laughs> I, I just see him more of like a is Modelo time kind of guy, you know? <laughs> he, uh, Eddie Guerrero, I mean, one of the most tragic stories in wrestling, probably, um, was one of my favorites, and I love the frog splash. And the low rider coming out intro was just got everyone hyped up. I loved Eddie Guerrero, man. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with Dos Equis just because he's, he's Ooh. the man. You know what I mean? Like they, they, I just think of those commercials with the guy that goes, uh, what was it? Like he drinks Dos Equis, He's the man or whatever. And that's, that's Eddie. Like Eddie was the man. Eddie, Eddie was like the perfect wrestler. Like he didn't, he, you couldn't tell when he made mistakes. His footwork was perfect. People love to hate him or they, you know, love them, love him. So I'm going with Dosakis. See, and I have Corona. Okay. That, was, that really... was the one I was torn between. Yep. Yeah. That was the other one. There's nothing thinking. really bad to say about this beer. This always gets you going, even though it's rather laid back. And every subsequent drink makes you love it more and more. It's great with family. It's great with your friends. And even though they are technically Mexican, you forgot to realize that all of its credit has been taken by an American company. Mm. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I agree with that too. Yeah. <laughs> All and right. Yeah, uh, I, disagree, his I was, I was torn between uh, uh, Vicky. 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 And yeah. she's his line. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 There yeah. you go. <laughs> uh, is, you're torn between uh, Dos Equis and Corona? Yeah. I didn't know which one I was going to go with, but then it just, the commercial popped in my head of that guy and I can see Eddie doing those commercials. <laughs> you know what this, oh my God. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right. How about, uh, how about Ultimate Warrior? Ooh. Oh. That's a Gosh. Good um, as a beer, I, I got it. I want right. to make it like vodka Red Bull. That's <laughs> <laughs> for like loco. Like um, shit. Uh, I I guess like Spotted Cow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll compare him to <laughs> Spotted Cow because 
He's always, he's always going to be great. If you got spotted cow in a bottle, it's good. You got it in a can, it's good. You got it on tap, it's good. can only get it here. You were only going to get him on WWE. Ultimate Warrior. I just made that up on spot. I feel like I did an okay job defending it. <laughs> I'm going with either Steel Reserve or like the any any high gravity bar, like the gravity beer, you know, like how they had Steel Reserve because that shit hits you fast and like you just want to punch things after you drink it. <laughs> and like Ultimate well, Warrior didn't have a, a slowdown button. Like he's just constantly going. This really has nothing to do with the beer itself, but personally, I think it's the drizzling shits. Or sorry, Schlitz, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I got Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to, uh, how about a little bigger one? Let's go with Ric Flair. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. Ric Flair. Why don't you go first on this one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Miller Lite because everybody knows Miller Lite. No matter where you go in this country, Miller Lite's there. And, and Ric Flair, no matter where he go, either him or Hogan or Miller Lite, because wherever they go in this country, even if you're not a wrestling fan, you know who Ric Flair is. So even if you don't drink beer, you know what Miller Lite is. And, and, and think about it. When people, you know, whenever they go into a bar and don't know what to drink, hey, I'll have a Miller Lite. Like, we get spoiled because we're from Milwaukee, but now that I'm in, you know, other places, Miller Lite's everywhere. So that, you know, that could be a go-to beer. That's why I think it's Ric Flair. All right, that's good. That's good. Okay, I I'm gonna go with PBR for this, ah, and okay. that is because the bottle or the the can has more of a defined look. And Ric Flair was always a defined man when he came out with his big coats of fur, whatever the hell they call them, cloaks. I don't I, whatever it was. Gowns. I, gowns. <laughs> robes. There, there's the word. See, I was there. I, I had more draconian vibes. To capes. It. Uh, <laughs> I, I think capes and cloaks need to make a comeback, by the way. Ooh. <laughs> Especially when you're doing your I don't uh, think supernatural a big guy podcast. Can, can a big guy wear yeah. a cloak? Oh, definitely. No. I'm right. thinking like Rick an Assassin's Creed cloak. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry, Rick Flair. Me. Ezio is blue moon because everyone knows cup. space like mountain cup. is located on the blue moon I like that. <laughs> a craft yeah. a craft product used to get the average it deeper into the respected worlds uh could be labeled as a gateway product instead of meandering with the boring that you and uh you begin to open your mind to something more interesting and complex also, it gives 80% of its followers the image that they look like they know what they're talking about, even though they know nothing about the craft. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, uh, let's go. Uh, you know what? Let's bring up the big name, Hulk Hogan. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think Miller Lite for this yeah. one. Yeah. That's what I would go with for this. I've been saving it. Uh, Miller Lite. Everyone knows Miller Lite. They got the most advertisements. It feels like the most sponsorships all around. Everyone knows it. Can I get a Miller Lite? They've got the classic white, clean look. Hulk Hogan, you know, he, he's got the white, clean look, I guess, uh, according to him, probably. And <laughs> Hulk Hogan, everyone knows who he is. He is associated with the WWE. I'm I'm going Miller Lite too, but but for everything he said, but I'm gonna throw a little twist in there too. Miller Lite started out as that white can, but then if you remember in the late '90s, early 2000s, they went to a blue can, and that's when Hogan went from the red and white or red and yellow to the NWO black and white. 
But Miller Lite went back to the original yellow, white can. And what Hogan do when he got back in the WWE? He went back to the red and yellow. Yeah. Mm. See, I'll, I'll go with the blue can as well, but I'm going to go Bud Light. Uh, this is the beer that got you into drinking. And when you started, you thought it was pretty awesome. And then you start to uh, go off and to get some other beers of different flavors and where you can find, pretty much can find this anywhere. And if there's too much of it, then you're probably going to say something you shouldn't have while naked on the floor eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> like David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, let's go uh, Undertaker. Ooh. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. I'm going to go Lakefront IPA. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> dark cans. Dark, dark, dark cans. Dark wrestling gimmick. Uh, defined wrestler. Very technical. Very proper. Uh, respected. And Lakefront IPA for the for the defined palates out there. You know what it is? Associate that with him. And the and the one eye thing, kind of undertanker with the eyes, right? Associate the same <laughs> All right, that's trait with him. I'm I'm gonna go with Guinness because Ooh, I like that too. it's a dark stout. But when you pour a Guinness, it's not like other beers. You have to wait. It has to pour correctly. And with The Undertaker, he had the best entrance in professional wrestling. Where you had to wait. You'd hear that music, and he'd slowly make his way coming down the ring. That's like watching that Guinness with that that head forming on that beer. You know? And then when you drank it, man, you could use another one, but it gave you just enough where you're okay just having one. Wow. And that's that's why I think The Undertaker. You should write a poem, Matt. (laughs) There it is. Uh, I have Undertaker as PBR. People who take in PBR think they're different. Uh, here's the thing, though. They're not. Wow. Uh, because PBR is great, but it does the exact same thing as most beers and wrestlers and has a fair amount of counterparts that are close to their level, but it can never really achieve it. Really, you just like the look. There's been an endless amount of designs and gimmicks that PBRs has had and presented, and you feel edgy, saying it's your favorite. Also, the goths love both of them. <laughs> it's just been this has just been you shitting on like all time wrestlings, right? Yeah, now. No, I'm not shitting, shitting on. You shit on the Undertaker. That's a, I just said I like PBR. <laughs> also, I don't drink beer, so that, I was going to say. <laughs> and last but not least, the Young Bucks. They don't drink beer, though. Doesn't matter. Who who are the Young Bucks as a beer, though? Oh, I got one. I got it. All right. I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> right. Tom I'm says going, White Claw. I'm going with I'm going with O'Doul's because it's non-alcoholic. <laughs> and everybody tries to, like, copy it in some way. But that's like when you think non-alcoholic beer, you think O'Doul's. Yeah, there's a bunch of other non-alcoholic beers out there that try to copy the, the O'Doul's look. And everybody tries to copy the Young Bucks nowadays. Okay, okay. Well, I have them as any IPA ever. Because the main (laughs) ingredient in IPA is hops. Which is what their fans love more than anything about the Young Bucks. Those same fans are also quick to say they've loved them before anyone else did. And now I want them to get hoppier and hoppier. But you can only have so much before a product truly gets unpleasant with what they get, uh, uh, what they offer. 
That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Matt, okay, Matt, if you were a beer, what are you uh, going to like anamorph into? What is that beer? Oh, I'm definitely a Yingling because <laughs> because I started out in a small town and I slowly got popularity, you know, all over the world. And 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 Yingling started in a small Pennsylvania town and now it's 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 all over the east coast and it's now I think as far west as Indiana. So it, it's making its way across the country like I did. Hot damn. I, honestly, you notice how I said uh initially said that there was a right answer. I took my took that out real fast after the first one because <laughs> Matt started giving some really fucking fighting shit. <laughs> I, I know I know really, my I beer, I know my say youngling. I just thought you'd say Jungling because it's like 60% of your blood at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I get more of it because it's all over the place down here. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> there it is. Well, Matt, we want to say thank you so much for being on here. This was a lot of fun. I think uh, Tom, I could speak for him and say that the, he had a blast doing this. I, I can speak for me also. <laughs> well, look, Mark, I'm just trying to be nice. But now is that important time more than anything, plug your shit. Sounds right. like you got enough going on that uh, we can definitely get some type of audience to come your way. Definitely. Uh, first of all, I'm, I am a host, a co-host of a podcast with a guy named Tim Dennis, who I did meet through wrestling, um, but we both found out we have a, a likeness of uh, the supernatural, and it's called Darkness Radio. On uh, Tuesdays, we do a true crime podcast where I am coming on and I and I do a segment called Dumb Crimes, Stupid Criminals. And basically, it's just a lot of Florida crimes and I make fun of people. And then on <laughs> Wednesdays, yeah, on Wednesdays, we do a, a Supernatural News where we just cover like the weird and creepy that's going on in the world. And it's a lot of fun. You can find that anywhere you listen to the podcast. Just put Darkness Radio in and it comes up. Um, ProWrestlingTees.com pro slash Beer City Bruiser. That's where all my t-shirts are now since Ring of Honor's no longer a place to go get them and then uh twitter i'm at bcb winchester facebook it's just the beer city bruiser instagram is beer city bruiser and then you can hit me up on cameo uh i love doing cameos for people uh i've already talked to uh like i promoted a senator and i've named some babies which was really cool Dave, weren't you there for the baby one no the, it was the senator you one. were there for you the punched, senator one yeah. yeah you punched me in the face for that that's right yeah <laughs> which we just thought was awesome and then, uh, yeah, so that's on, I'm on Cameo, this Beer City Bruiser on there. And then if you go to, a, there's a website called Brothers Gador. It's uh, G-A-D-D-O-R. And you can get a wrestling buddy of me. So if you want to bring me home and, and wrestle around with me, and it, it's right there. Uh, my, sister got, my sister got one for my mom whenever she misses me. And I guess my mom, like, takes it in the car, drives places, and, like, shows people. Oh, this is my son. So everyone thinks my mom's nuts, which she is. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's love. <laughs> um, and one final thing from me and Tom, uh, I know Ashley was around there. I don't know if she's still, uh, yeah, she's here. still here. She's oh, sitting on the couch. Yeah, bring, bring her over real fast. Come on over. She, she hates doing this stuff. <laughs> I know she does, but it's me. So she should suck it up. David wants you on the podcast. She's going to bring Ziggy. So that way you can see Ziggy. Here she comes. Oh, there she is. That's a great look. So, <laughs> Ashley, uh, we just want to say, first of all, yes. thanks. Oh, wait, she's got to put the headphones on. 
Helps if I can hear you. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for letting our boy Matt jump on the podcast. But both Tom and I just can safely say Michigan State sucks. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you said to her, but it pissed her off. <laughs> Michigan State sucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why would you do that? I have to live with her. This isn't going to end now. There is, there is West Virginia and Pitt, I believe. Oh, damn. Great. And, and, oh, thanks. Yeah. She just got over because (laughs) (laughs) I had her calm down because the company she works for is based out of Ohio. So in their little group chat, everybody talks about the Ohio State. So Ashley goes out of her way to reference Michigan State as much as possible. <laughs> That's fine. We hate the Buckeyes probably more. So don't worry Definitely. about that. Yeah. Everybody hates the Buckeyes even more. All right. Well, hey, send us off. Say uh, goodbye to everyone in the most BCB way possible. Goodbye, everyone. Oh, perfect. There it is. <laughs> Mini, 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 me. That was our guitars. <laughs> Shit. You okay there? Yeah, I almost broke. Had a stroke. Mild one. Okay, what do you want to get to next? Thank you, Matt, for coming on. Big time. Uh, that Big was time awesome. Thanks. That was great, of course. Yeah, listen to his murder, uh, what was it, murder conspiracy, like, stuff? Uh, true crime. True crime, that's it. Yep. That's, all, that, think of the all the great podcasts that <laughs> yeah. he's got going on. Yeah, true crime and uh, Supernatural. Man, yep. that, knowing, knowing Matt, that is right up his alley. So I'm sure it's good stuff. I'll have to give one or two or many more a listen. So I think we should go to Hard Knocks next. Okay. Let's do Hard Knocks. Um, we had... Knock me hard. Dan Campbell being electric. Yeah! We had this episode more focused on a couple of players. Uh, we had Kendall. Is that his name? Kendall Pimpleton? Uh, no, that's Khalil. Khalil Pimpleton. Khalil Pimpleton. Yes. Uh, he kind of headlined this episode with his juggling ability. Mm-hmm. And how. This was kind of a lull of an episode. I'm going to say that. This yeah. one was the slowest one we've had. I think next week when we have cuts... Oh yeah, that's gonna we be about the to get episode. Some cries, dude. It was gonna be a lot of crying that's in when this the episode. Tears are gonna come down because we didn't get any tears, but they sucked equally as bad. David Blau got to come in earlier than expected, and yeah, Tim Boyle's uh, getting cut, dude. Tim Boyle's gonna get cut, man. And uh, just so everyone knows, we are clearly behind on the cuts for them, but we have made sure. Not to look at any Lions players. Nuts. Not gonna look at any Nuts. of them. I was. <laughs> Were you saying no and and not? Not. The... Not. You no. Said nuts. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, and we are still very heavily invested in our Lions, though. I'm. I want to run through a brick wall every time I watch Hard Knocks. Oh yeah. Dan Campbell's my guy. Deuce Staley's my guy. Kelvin Shepard. I am going to invite him to my wedding, I think, eventually one day. And he'll probably decline, but he's that he's made that much of an impact on my life right now at this point. Uh, Obina Eze, our, our, our guy, Eze, is 100% getting cut, right? 
Uh, I I would assume so. Yeah. Remember he started off the episode telling that joke uh, in front of the just entire, didn't hit just like didn't lineman. Hit. Yeah, and like but go <laughs> for the juggler. Yeah, go the uh, juggler. And Hank Fraley tried to bail him out. That was like. Yeah, uh, English gotta, isn't his first yeah, language. No, he said something like, you got to go slower for these southern boys or something like that. <laughs> no. Oh, shit. Yeah, Easy's getting cut for sure. But what a great transition from that to go into Khalil Pimpleton and just juggling. Yeah, that was weird, man. He's getting cut too. No, he's getting no, practice squad. No, no. He's he, getting practice he'll squad. He'll be on there. He'll be practice squad, I think. He's not going to make right. the 53 man. He's the definition of your... Oh, there you're dying. Uh, we we have he's the definition of your your emulator, right? He's gonna be Debo Samuel on the practice team when you got to go against him. He's gonna be Tyree Kill when you got to go against him. He's the guy who is like scout team MVP because he's gonna be the fastest, most athletic guy on the scout team. That's Khalil Pimpleton's role. So I don't think he's making the 53 man roster. Next week is cut week, so that's going to be big. Then we got Arizona Hard Knocks after that. November 9th. Oh, that's so long, dude. Fuck. But we'll have plenty of football to talk about during that entire time. And we told you that we will not be talking specifically all football on Down the Wire. We are going to be doing the No Cap Recap, which is going to come out on the normal days of Down the Wire, still on Mondays. And Fridays will be regular down the wires. But we always are going to do our predictions on down the wire. Let's get into the predictions. Okay. Okay, so we got predictions now for the week one of the NFL season. It is here. We have no more waiting left to do. The schedules have been out for a while. And come Thursday, our first NFL game will be here. We have a whole slate of games for week one. I'll actually be in Minnesota. For week one as the Packers take on the Vikings. We'll get to that later on. We go down the line week by week, game by game. We are giving you the predictions of every single game, win or loss. Yep. Last year, Davey won. Big time. Not big time. I smoked you. You don't have the final score in front of you, so you can't I will that. go back and I will find out. It was close until the last week and then I had to start being reckless. Actually, I might have the final score on me. Do it. Look it up. I was pretty close until week 18, I think. That's how I remember it. And then I had to start getting reckless. I ended up picking the Jags to beat the Colts. That was a big one. That was a a shot in the dark. Also, you're lucky I don't. Good. (laughs) Now, Dave, you are 1-0 on it. We'll say that. I know that much. Let's get into week one. Kickoff. Thursday night. Banger. The defending Super Bowl champs, Los Angeles Rams, take on... One of the most high-powered offenses in the league on paper, the Buffalo Bills. Yep. And this is a great game to start us off here. Week one, Thursday night. Probably the best Thursday night game we got so far. Oh, my gosh. 
still dead. Still dead. No, no, it's because I'm, I'm running low on insulin. Mm, okay, well, get track. keep track of that. Nope. Bills, Rams, Dave, because you won, I'll let you decide if you want to pick first or second. Oh, I will definitely pick first. Okay. Uh, it's the Bills. The Bills are a healthy squad. They have very limited injuries right now. Uh, the Rams still have big question marks, though. Matt Stafford, Van Jefferson, Leonard Floyd, all are questionable for the game, so they'll play. But, uh, I mean, that that should scare people. Also, the Bills' offense is so fucking good. The Bills' defense has added to that and continues to look really fucking good. So, give me the Bills all the way. All right, well, here's our first dispute. I'm going to take the Rams, man. I'm going to take the defending champs in home or in LA. In home. In SoFi Stadium at home. All right. Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, they got something to prove. They're going to get Cam Akers back. I know they lose a little bit of firepower on offense, but that defense is still the same. Fuck them picks. Trade for everyone. Aaron Donald's back. Jalen Ramsey's back. Bobby Wagner coming out there on the defense now. I'm taking the Rams, man. I think they're going to make a push for the Super Bowl again. And don't get me wrong. I think the Bills are probably one of the next best teams, probably in the top five best teams in the league. I just think the matchup favors L.A. more. I don't like it. Are you are you writing all these down? Oh, yeah. I probably should do that. Yes. So, Bills, Rams, we have a dispute right off the rip, clashing at each other. That is our Thursday night kickoff game. Let's get into Sunday. We start at noon always. Why not segue into this? A noon game, Philadelphia at Detroit. Philly just made a huge move. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, one of the biggest trades of the offseason so far. For next to nothing. For a fifth and a sixth round pick. So next to nothing. Definitely bolsters their secondary, makes them a lot better. But they got to go to Detroit. They're coming to Ford Field. The grittiest team in the NFL. The grit. Who are you taking, Dave? Oh, it's me going to start it off? Okay, I'll start it off. I'll take the Lions. Oh, I had the Lions, too. Mm-hmm. I did. I, I did. I Look, I even wrote down my picks so I can I can prove it to you. I gotta go back. Uh... I'm taking the Lions. Why wouldn't I week one? They're going to come out fired up. They're coming out fired up I against the Eagles, the team I was probably the biggest hater on all year last year. Give me the Eagles, or yeah. give me the Lions, man. Hear, hear me out, people. I feel good saying Lions here. Um, they're better than you think. They just are. I think they're going to have a lot of proof, and to me, they, they feel like a winner. They feel like a winner. Yep. Okay. So, double Lions for us. Uh, next game. 49ers at Bears. I mean, this is this one's pretty easy. I'm not taking the Bears hardly ever this season. I I also agree. 49ers, man, uh, they're gonna have Trey Lance starting now. Jimmy Garoppolo signing that backup deal. Very odd, strange situation for him. But he's probably yeah, we didn't gonna be even talk about that. Did he's we? probably gonna be gone after last year. I figured oh, we'd cover it uh, during this segment. We can a little bit. I think it's. A bold move for bold move, Cotton San Francisco to go straight into Trey Lance. Doesn't have a lot of experience, but guess what? A team like Chicago, great team to start against. I mean, this is about the worst team on paper, maybe in the NFL. Yeah, and 
Let's see what Trey Lance can do against them. They'll have Man. Jimmy in their back pocket too. So they won't throw at what's what's the uh, Jalen Johnson. They'll, they'll throw the the other way uh, and just light up that secondary because that secondary is terrible. The whole defense is in shambles. And is Roquan Smith going to play? Yeah, I think he is. He's listed as questionable right now, but I still think that he ends up playing. Okay, well, I'm going to take the 49ers on that one as well. I believe you are, too. Yeah. Okay. Steelers Bengals at noon as well. AFC representatives last year, the Bengals, Steelers, new quarterback, whoever it might be, Mitch Trubisky. Is that who they named week one yet? I believe so. Um, and Joe Burrow coming back with his Bengals in Cincinnati. Give me give me Joe B, bro. Give me Joey Badass. Yeah, it's it's the Bengals right now. I don't trust Mitchell Trubisky. I don't care uh, about that defense. Um, Steelers are the most conflicting team to me, though, because I don't trust Mr. Trubisky at all, but I trust Mike Tomlin so much. Yeah, he's slipping on me as well. Ooh. Yeah, uh, but the, the Bengals have, like, uh, we've talked about it a couple times. The Bengals shored up their line big time, and having that protecting Joe Burrow is just going to be huge. You're going to see a big game out of Jamar Chase. You're going to see uh, big games out of that entire Bengals offense. And what does the Steelers have to combat that? Najee Harris could have a big day. Mm -hmm. Bengals got a whole new O-line too. That's going to really help them this year. Patriots, Dolphins. I'm going to take New England on this one. Wow. Because I knew you were going to take Miami. I am taking Miami. And I'm taking... Now, Miami against New England in the past has actually been the team that's probably given New England the most fits over the years. It is. And I'm taking New England because it's week one. And I think Mike McDaniel, brand new coach, while he might have a lot of flair, a lot of awesome energy coming to the team, if he comes out in his first week ever as an NFL coach and beats Bill Belichick... That's going to be hella impressive. He's never coached a game of football before in his life. Yeah. And Bill Belichick has a team that made the playoffs last year. Barely. With a virtually similar team. Almost exact same team as last year. Give me the Patriots. All right. Yeah. No. Dolphins. Dolphins offense is like if they had, if they had a top 10 quarterback, that Dolphins offense would score every fucking drive, every game they played. I like the Dolphins. They're I so do. High powered. Dude. I don't think. I think they will be competing for a playoff spot at the end. I think they're a seven-six seed all day. But I so do. I, I think the same with New England. I think the matchup is Week One to me. Tyree and, Hill is going to want to prove to everyone uh, Week One that he is the. Quote, better player. Dark Horse MVP candidate this year, Tyreek Hill. All right. Rushing and pass and receiving. Watch. And, He's going to be the next Debo. And Mike McDaniels. Did I, did I get it right? I think it's no S. McDaniel? Yeah. Okay. Mike McDaniel is going to have a playbook that uh, no one's seen yet. So expect to see some tricky shit because it's the fucking Patriots. Also, they're at home. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, next game, Browns and Panthers. Uh, as much wait as I want to root. Wait, sound the alarm. It's a revenge game, baby. <clears throat> I'll put something else in. You don't have to do it. No, pauses. 
All right, here, we don't need you to put a sound effect because I got sound effects. Oh, shit. Right? Wow. Yeah, that's legit. Yeah, dude, I found this shit at a rummage sale yesterday. Revenge game, Cleveland at Carolina. Yeah. No Deshaun Watson, obviously. Okay. Lasers. Yeah, that's a laser move right there. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, though. Cleveland's got to come play him in Carolina. But that's not going to happen. You think Cleveland on this one? I think Cleveland, even though they got Jacoby Brissett, they're going to be ready. And uh, their defense is just too stacked up. They're not going to be able to hold that O-line. Uh, sorry, that O-line's not going to be able to hold them. And you're going to see the fucking Browns come in there with a big win and hear them go, charge. Do you want to use your 21-pointer? Don't forget we have that this year as well. Oh, shit. Do you want to go points. back and use it anywhere? Uh, no. Okay. All right. I forgot about that, too. Okay. I, I did yeah, as well. It's been so fucking I did long, as well. dude. No, it just came to my head, but I wanted to pretend like I remember. Yeah, I'm taking the Browns, though. Okay. Um, I'm taking the Panthers. All right. And that's because Christian McCaffrey is going to play. Ugh. And when he plays, they're a really good team. Ugh. Because he's a pretty good player. Ugh. Next, Colts, Texans. Okay. You, uh... You no, thinking about it now? Do you want to? I was thinking about it. <laughs> I'm going to hold off on it. Okay. All right. I will take my 21 pointer, pointer right here. Okay. The Texans have nothing. It's so... Okay. We should make a new rule on it. You can't pick the same team two weeks in a row. Did we do that rule last year pretty much too already? I, so, I think I did pretty good. We... we, we pretty much held that rule i think most I, of the I think time we held too. that to ourselves yes but okay we've, so we've done pretty good about holding back not saying that. you can't pick the texans again just like next week no texans right okay yeah oh okay 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 yeah. yes that's all it is yeah i think again so I whoever think i pick good. i can't pick next week yeah yeah but no that's a great game for the 21 point matchup Jonathan Taylor might rush for 500 yards this will be the best game matt ryan has looked as a quarterback in the past two years Good take. Good take. People are going to buy into Matt Ryan a lot with this game. They're going to buy in a lot. And I'm telling you right now, I'm don't buy into it. Don't. I. I so you're taking the Texans. Gotcha. No, no, oh. no. But I'm going to take the Colts. Um, I will say this. Matt Ryan, I, I want to root for the Colts because I don't think they're a bad team. And I think Matt Ryan, honestly, it's just off of what I've seen the last two years is why I'm judging him for what he's going to do this year. There's not much more I can go off of since the Super Bowl. He's a different person. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a shell. He's in shambles. And who wouldn't be? I mean, 28 to three, pretty rough, pretty rough look for you. So hopefully he bounces back. I want to root for the Colts. I think they can win the South. I don't think they will, but I do think they beat the Texans. And now we move into New Orleans. No, we're into yeah. Atlanta. Uh, oh, the into Saints New are playing in Atlanta. Yep. I'm going to use my 21-pointer on this game. And on the Saints, I assume. Well, actually, I take that back. I'm not going to do that. Oh, my God. Fuck you. I know. I wanted to, but eh, no, fuck it. I will. Okay, yeah. Give me the Saints to beat the Falcons. Okay? By 21 points. 
And I believe in Jameis Winston that much. I think the Saints offense is going to come out a lot better. Alvin Kamara is a little bit healthier. Michael Thomas is back. They got Chris Olave. They can add to that offense. Now, remember last year, their number one wide receiver was Marquez Callaway. Okay. This is not anything crazy that they could do last year on offense. Jameis Winston uh, is got like the most passing yards ever for the first six years of a career. I think he's only behind Peyton Manning or something like that. He's killing it. Believe in Jameis, I promise. The new head coach, eh. What does Atlanta have to offer? Marcus Mariota's the quarterback this year. That's what they're going to go work with. Yep. They got no weapons on offense now that Calvin Ridley's gone. Cordell Patterson, you know, he's six-week MVP, so maybe he gets something big in the first week of the season. Until Arthur my, uh, all, oof, Arthur Smith stops looking like a criminal minds episode enemy i'm gonna not pick the falcons and 21 point loss yeah that's that's fair again i don't think they're the worst team though uh also cordero patterson cordero not cordell whatever the fuck you keep saying cordero yeah cordero patterson not cordell sorry yeah. <laughs> uh yeah saints all the way dude Saints are going to be fucking great. Sneaky team this year. Sneaky team this year. Well, this might be that's that how you felt about Matt Ryan in the last game might be about the Saints in general. But it's the fucking Falcons. They're they're garbage. All right. Baltimore at the New York Jets. This is the other game I was debating on using the 21-pointer. And it's going to bite me in the ass now that I said it out loud. I already know that. Ravens all day. I'm high on the Ravens this season. I'm going to convince myself I'm high on the Ravens. I, I For some reason, got a gut feeling. This is a team that's like AFC Championship bound. They have a lot to play for. They got a much healthier team this year. They're going to surprise a lot of people. Lamar Jackson's won playoff games. He's won playoff games, okay? He can win in the big moment. He's a guy who is the best playmaker with the ball in his hands, maybe in the NFL. And we're a little bit weary on his quarterback ability. Maybe I think he takes a big jump. Give me the Ravens. Why are you looking at me like that? I really, are we doing an upset? Do we do an upset every week? Is that Um, what we did? No, we didn't do it officially. Did we have like an extra upset point or something? Maybe at like the last three weeks when you were trying to make a okay, comeback. Okay, relax. Okay. <laughs> I thought there was something we did maybe. I don't know. But we should have a team that if you pick them, it's worth two points. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, let's make that by week eight. Oh like the God, most dog no. shit team. If you pick them, it's worth two points. <laughs> I Ravens Jets. Yeah, I know. I've been trying to, to you were exclaim. Like, no, you haven't. You were looking at me. Uh, yes, because I have a gut feeling that the Jets are going to win. Wow. I don't know what it is. What is making me feel this way? But I just, You're I see the Jets lineup. And I see what they have. They're relatively healthy. I think, I think the Jets might win. Pick them, please. Yeah. I'm going to. Good. That's a free win for me. I was going to 21 point that. I think that 21 point is almost in the bag. In the bag. Jets defense ain't nothing. All right. Baltimore. 
telling you, high on them this year. Jaguars, Commanders. I'm not Ooh. even gonna mince words, dude. Ooh, it's Washington's is... to lose. They really are going. Yes, they they still have their stacked ass defense, even though. Ooh, excuse me. It did not play like that last season, and uh, I think they're going to make a comeback. I think you're also going to see the Jaguars look at those high uh, contract players that they paid and see them look like ass. Mm. Okay. All right, I'm going to take the commanders. You convinced me. I was thinking Jags off the rip. I was thinking it. But Ron Rivera, you got to take head coaching into consideration in the NFL. You just do. I, I think there is a lean there. You don't like Doug Peterson? Well, I just don't like it in the new system. I, I haven't really heard. They've been very quiet other than the acquisitions in the offseason to the Jaguars. Not a Acquisitions? Huge... Yeah, acquisitions. They acquisitions. 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 Not no, not accusations. You said accusations. I mean, I think that was decent enough pronunciation. (laughs) First of all, if that wasn't how you pronounce, I feel like that's a dialect thing. Accusations. No, you 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 have the sound effects. Doesn't mean you control them. Okay. I'm going to take the commanders. You convinced me, Carson Wentz. Maybe he's better than we think he is. I, don't, I didn't go that far. Okay, but. let's go Giants and Titans next. Yeah, um, again, not picking the Giants. Will not pick the Giants. What if Tyrod Taylor's the quarterback? Don't care. Not picking the Giants. Uh, Titans. Okay, yeah, I'll pick Titans. Raiders, Chargers in L.A. That's a pretty fun one. They're going to yeah. have two games in a week at SoFi. What a, what a week for those stadium employees. Chargers host the Raiders. Raiders now have Devontae Adams. Chargers now have Khalil Mack. Revenge game. Did we miss one along the way? Okay, no. Just, all right. All right. I made one up on the spot for that. That was pretty good. Um, Khalil Mack, Raiders. Who you got? You're you're pretty high on the Chargers this Chargers! year. Okay. Let's go Chargers. This seems like a game the Raiders win, though. I agree the Chargers win, but tell me this isn't like the last game playing at 3.30 that's going into overtime and Derek Carr's leading a comeback in L.A. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I could kind of see that. That's that's all I'm saying about it. You know, this next game, Chiefs-Cardinals, I think the Chiefs blow them out. Cardinals are not up with the Chiefs. They're not there yet. Uh, I, but this Raiders-Chargers... I'm just going to say that's going to be a fun game. That's going to be a good one to watch. Yeah, it, This is Justin Herbert's MVP candidate season. Uh, the defense is going to be loaded and ready to steamroll the Raiders. Uh, Raiders are kind of a shell of a team Ooh. ever since losing Alex Leatherwood. Oh, um, which yeah. Another point we did not bring up, but we will definitely talk more about that in the future. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think they'll definitely put up, um, put up a threat. I'll say this game has 60 points scored. Well, Oh, you know what? I didn't, I wrote the over under for most of these games and now, of course I didn't do that for this one. The Raiders Chargers, I would say, yeah, I could see both teams putting up 30 points for this game. I think it's going to be high powered. Dude, that Devontae Adams pickup's going to be nice, man. That's going to be nice for them. That don't sleep on the most talented receiver in the NFL going over with Derek Carr now. I know Devontae Adams claims him to be a Hall of Famer. I'm not going to go anywhere near that take. But 
he's pretty good. And with Devontae Adams next to him, we'll see how good he makes him. It's going to be a fun game. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. That's going – realistically, that should be game of the week. It's not, but it should be. Chiefs-Cardinals, what are you doing? Oh, I, I had to take the Chiefs. I don't like the Cardinals, man. Um, especially not having D-Hop for, what is that, six games? Yep. Uh, J.J. Watt is old. Uh, they don't have Christian Kirk no more. And Kyler Murray gets paid in COD points. Mm-hmm. Buccaneers, Cowboys, highlights Sunday night football. Tom Brady on Sunday night after doing a mass Singer appearance. Maybe. Maybe. God, I hope that's true. Maybe. Tom Brady missing 11 days and now a report coming out that he might have been on the mass Singer. That is... Just a rumor. Just con- a rumor. Content. Oh, I mean... What is the T-bone steak equivalent to content? That's what that is right there. Okay, I like that. So juicy. Just so juicy. Buccaneers, Cowboys, what are you thinking? I have the Cowboys. Really? I'm feeling good about them. Are you feeling good about Dallas or bad about Tampa? Uh, I feel better about Dallas than bad about Tampa. Really? Okay, why is that? Um, I, they have such a good offense. Dak Prescott is going to be good. Um, the, they are talking in talks to, uh, signing Jason Peters, uh, you know, the lineman. So, you know, the, the Cowboys line has always been pretty solid. Yeah. It'll be good. It's always going to be good. And now they're trying to add a future hall of famer. Like, I, you know, I'm, I, I get it. He's, the guy is not young. Yeah. But uh, hear me out. I I think that the Cowboys win. Okay. Ooh, they they would be a little bit of a revenge game for them last year, uh, but not with players really. So it's kind of a stretch. My bad. But I will say that Tampa Bay is on my list of being at the top of the NFC. I think again this season. So. Give me, give me Tampa Bay. You like what I did there, Tampa? Yeah, that's what uh, Chris Platt always calls him. Well, yeah, I, I love Chris Platt and steal everything he does. Yeah. So that's why I would do that. <laughs> Shocker. Jeez. And then finally, we got another revenge game. Broncos <laughs> at Seahawks. This is double revenge game, actually. Uh, Drew Locke's on the sideline, but <laughs> he's got a hose, man. So Noah Fant revenge game. Oh, God. That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, John Elway drunk in Seattle that one night revenge game. Yeah. 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 I'm just guessing. He was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, Broncos country. Let's ride. I'm taking. I'm taking. Oh, actually, no, this one. <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking Denver here. Denver all the way. And This one this one uh was my other 21 point. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Who did you take as your 21 point? Colts over Texans. You were pretty good at the 21 pointer last year. I yeah. Yeah, I, that's kind of what propelled you to the win. Definitely helped me. I think I was something like 70% on my 21 It was points. pretty good. You were yeah, getting two points good. a lot rather yeah. than picking more correct games. I mean, yeah, fair. I did solid. I did solid. And I was terrible at the 21 point. Yes. That was it. I mean, we would develop <laughs> huge margins on the 21 pointer. That was Woo! a 
four point swing a week sometimes. <laughs> and I would then lose by one point. I might have picked more games correctly last year and lost on the swings. No chance, baby. I don't know. No chance. That's our predictions. Um, next time you hear us, it'll be no cap recap, actually. That's just all the sound effects at once. The and, best part is their buttons, so yeah. I have to like pick it up and hold it to the microphone. It's like a workout over here for Dave. We will now have to get into some hot takes. Yeah, hot take. Hot take. Uh, I'm going to double down and say Pujols hits. Oh, back it up. What? Bitch, we didn't do the Packer game. Yeah, we, oh, you fuck. I'm taking the Packers by a million. Also, revenge game. Rashawn Gary or uh, Zedaria Smith. Yes, uh, Packers as well. Uh, there are a lot of people saying the Vikings are going to win. That's true. And you know what? Here's the thing. What I come down to with the Packers and Vikings game is I think this is absolutely a trap game for Green Bay and very well set up for them to lose as well. Going to Minnesota week one, they're going to be fired up. Green Bay's got young receivers, don't quite know the playbook maybe, not quite as developed as they want. You know, they don't have a few games in. They just send them right into the fire against a pretty quality Minnesota team that's going to compete for a wild card spot or maybe a division title, depending on how you see them this year. Not me. I don't see them like that. But. So let me, let me just give you what NBC Sports have. Or sorry, Sporting News. Uh, they have upset of the week. Vikings over Packers. Isn't an upset. They're really favored. Green Bay's favored. That gives me a lot of faith in Green Bay. And what they say, Green Bay's defense and running game will operate well out of the gate to keep it in the game. But there will be some kinks around Aaron Rodgers with a Devontae Adams-less receiving core. Yeah. The Vikings sound the early horn at home toward an NFC playoff berth. Hmm. They're big on the defense, too. I'm sorry. That defense is old and slow. Well, didn't they suck last year, too? I. It's the same secondary that sucked last year. That's yeah, got Harrison they Smith. Got, they got Daniil Hunter. So, like, that, like him coming back is kind of big. You know, there's air quotes This there. Packers defense on paper is, I just get, I, I mean, I roster bait to it. I mean, it's ridiculous. The whole entire thing is Stacked. Do you God, like that term? Roster bait should never be a lingo that you have. Dude, the D-line is stacked. The secondary is stacked. The linebackers we thought were weak are now deep. Dude, the team is amazing. Quay Walker's going to start week one. He's progressing way faster than they expected, it sounds like, because otherwise they'd let Chris Barnes play that position. And he was pretty damn good for the team, too, last year, if you don't yeah. remember. Then there's Devontae Wyatt coming along a little slower than they thought. Guess what? He doesn't need to play because we have Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry doing the job that he already needs to do. And Dean Lowry is the 11th most important player on the defense. And he's also very fittingly probably the 11th best player on the defense. The team has one of the best secondaries in the NFL. I'm going to, I'm willing to say that on paper when healthy, fully staffed, that secondary is disgusting. Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, Razul Douglas, uh, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage. The list just goes on. It's absolutely stacked. 
in the secondary with depth too. I think there's no excuses for Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, if you want to go on Joe Rogan podcast and fucking talk your shit about ayahuasca for three hours, if you didn't watch that Joe or listen to that Joe Rogan podcast, Dave, if you want to get stupider, what, listen to that podcast. I, I know I don't need to. It okay. was, oof, dude, I, not a great look for Aaron in my eyes. And I'm a big Aaron. I'm a big Aaron lover. You know me. Um, but yeah, I still think Aaron's coming out with a fuck you mentality. He's going to want to win. He knows the Vikings have his back. This is the game for him. Okay. You're taking, you're taking Green Bay still? Yep. Okay. You want to do hot takes? Or hot takes. Okay. Hot takes. I'm going to double down on it. I'm going to say Pujols hits 700 because that was one of my better hot takes. That looks pretty good here. And I'm going to also say Brewers make the playoffs. Wow. Because San Diego is going to choke. Okay. Brewers get hot with a very tough schedule ahead of them. Uh, which involves both New York teams and St. Louis. Um, but it's 20 of their 26, la- 26 of their last 20 games are at home. Okay. Say that backwards. 20 of their last 26 games are at home. 20 of their last 26 games are at home. Yep. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Was that hard? No, I just said it backwards the first time. So I wanted to clarify. Oh, but yeah, uh, I'm going to take the Brewers, man. Big win yesterday. If they can get uh, on the board today, let's check in on the Brewers. I can do that, actually. What's your hot take while I check in? My hot take is we are going to have a new Kyler Murray this season, and it's going to be one Russell Wilson. And that's going to be an early MVP? Yep. I think he's going to – so his first two games are against uh, Seattle and Houston. Third game is at San Francisco, which if Trey Lance is struggling – that is something that is doable for the Broncos. Um, uh, it's at home. So, again, then you're going to have at, at Vegas. Brewers play at three. Home against uh, Indy. Again, that's those first, first six games. Three of those teams are, um, what's it called, candidates? Playoff candidates, right? I think that they can win those games and still be competitive. But then they're going to start to drop off once they start going at uh, Los Angeles. Oh, then the next two games are versus New York versus Jacksonville. Dude, I told you, I, I could see Denver being last as well as I could see them being first in their division. It's pretty tough. I, I That division's really hard to judge. I said I think the most likely scenario is we see Denver at the bottom just based off of the experience from the other division, the other people in the division and the talent that was added around as well. Even though the Chiefs got worse, I, I still think they're the best team to beat. And I, I, I can't count Russell Wilson out. I mean, he's just a winner. I can get dog shit uh, tickets, I would assume, for $57. To Broncos at Carolina. Let's ride. <laughs> Let's ride. So, yeah, that's my hot take. I think uh, he's... Russell Wilson's going to get some MVP votes this year. Okay. Nice. Should we get to quick hits? It's a quick hit season. Quick hits. 
I have a couple of quick hits, I guess you could call them. First one here. Did you see John Daly at the uh, whatever? Oh, at College Game Day? I did not, but I love John Daly, so it better be good. Yeah, he, he just... I'll throw a couple of clips in here. He not only had a clip of him saying uh, that he was drunk on TV. Well, I'm not going to lie, I'm drunk. Good man. But also this solid clip of him getting offered a beer and then denying it because he's saying, oh, no, I have some good shit right here. Oh, got there for it. I got some good shit. <laughs> yeah, that's so, my man. John Daly, absolutely great. I had a- another quick hit. Uh, this one here is people are just having sex too much at baseball games. I brought it up last week, baby. Let's go. Now we have a Blue Jay game. So this is an international problem now. This is now <laughs> happening across borders. People are just having sex at baseball games. Listen, people. In that garbage Rogers Center. Stop being so horny at baseball games, people. Okay, I will say this. I will say this. The Oakland people, they had some decency. Okay? They were very much alone. Very much alone. Okay? These people were like 10 rows away from children. Okay? This is this is like got to be criminal in some capacity. Um, yeah, but... It's the Rogers Center. There's a dome there. No one can see it. Oh, there was dome. There was dome. There, <laughs> that's for sure. Little turtle head. Keep keeping it up with this fan theme, though. I wanted to shout out Mark from Milwaukee. If you didn't see the Mark from Milwaukee memes uh, with the American Family Field Jumbotron, you can pay to get a message up on there. And Mark was brutally friend zoned in front of the entire AmFam field and then the internet right after as well. Yeah. And that was Mark, your friendship means the world to me let's not wreck it what was that i wanted to ding the bell oh okay you can ring the bell if the brewers hit a home run that's sorry that's a promo code at our job so it's like built in but mark yeah that was tough man that was tough but then the next day at amfam field mark you can always call me jenny and then leaves her phone number i'm gonna say mark don't call her I'm just going to say that. Do not take phone numbers. Hold on. Hear me out. Let me call Jenny right now. Um, I I, I got to see if I can find the number. I, I don't have it right here, but I absolutely love it. Yeah. What is it? Is it star 67 that puts the block on? Probably. That, that blocks my number? Changed her phone number already, right? <laughs> There's no way she didn't... Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't find it now. Damn, uh, Mark Brewer game. Let me see if I can find anything. No, it's just not looking good. Um, but we could have. Di- we should have called Jenny. That's next time we. We're All right, calling well, you we will get Jenny on the podcast at some point. Yeah, right. <laughs> Either by choice or by not. I guess. Like, if we're just going to call her number. See if she answers. Oh. Over under age of 45 and a half. Over. Okay. I'll take the under. Okay. I bet you 
Jenny is a uh, young woman that will regret putting her name, her phone number on a goddamn billboard. Yeah, that was tough. That was tough. <laughs> uh, and then last little quick hit, uh, our boy Tristan Garnett got called up. <coughs> Jersey Shore Blue Claws, baby. Just got Tristan Garnett. Let's go. What up, Tristan? I, I saw that. I commented on it and sent him a message, and he uh, sent me one back. He's like, only way to go, baby. Up. <laughs> he's just built different. He that's is. why That's, and just that's like why us. he's making far more money than any of us. Yeah. And getting called up. All right. I got some quick hits as well. Uh, first things first. Did you see the trolling that the Dodgers fans did? No. They threw an inflatable PED onto the field uh, to troll Fernando Tatis. Yes. Actually, I did see this. That is hilarious. That's just great stuff by the Dodger fans That's expert. Right there. Also, look at that fucking fan running. He is so happy. Good for him. Got it out. Ball boy. Super pro. Super pro. Love seeing that. Uh, and go fuck yourself, Fernando Tatis. Ooh, I don't know. Ringworm, man. Just let Yelich steal signs again, bro. Then the Brewers would definitely be in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, next up, did you uh, did you hear that Jonathan Pavelbon is pitching again? <laughs> I think so. He's been pitching for the fucking Savannah Bananas. Yes, I did hear this. Did then. you see what he wore the other day? Were they doing the kilt game? He wore a kilt on top of that. Behind him was his 2007 World Series trophy. Yeah, what a fucking boss. That's a fucking boss move by Jonathan Papelbon. Good for him. Wow. Just to be able to own it like that. Get fucked, dude. I, I'm just saying that. Papelbon was a beast back in the day, man. When I he mean, had that weird mouth. Like when they were doing making the Bigs video games, Jonathan Papelbon was a beast, bro, in those games. Uh, also, I, I want to shout out uh, Timmy Trumpet. Ooh, yep. Because, first of all, that entrance for Edwin Diaz was fucking fire. Tell me you saw the bobblehead. No, I didn't. Oh, Dave, sorry to interrupt you, but this is maybe... You go ahead with yours. And, wait, just look at this. Uh, Yeah, Dave, it's, it's a bobblehead. But it's got a speaker in it that plays the Timmy Trumpet music oh, with that button yeah. right there. Look. Oh, yeah. And it bobbles the head from that. Oh, yeah. E Give me all of that, dude. Dude, it's so badass. Bobblehead of the year. Okay, I, I want you to put the clip in, like, right here. Of Timmy Trumpet? Yeah. The, the whole call for it. So right here. Boom. Uh, yeah. Tell me that doesn't get you hard. Yeah, that's so sick. It's so good. Ships no later than 1-13-23. <laughs> uh, but also, Timmy Trumpet and uh, uh, what, Blaster Jacks, the guy that helped write Narco along with Timmy Trumpet, uh, basically came out and said, no one else can use it. Only Edwin Diaz. So... 
Unfortunately, no. There is a Braves player, William Contreras, that comes out to to that song. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, Timmy Trumpet and Matt Blaster Jacks literally told him to go fuck himself. I think it's William Contreras. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you said it's a Braves player. Yeah, you know, that's Wilson Contreras that plays for the Cubs. Yeah. William Contreras plays for the Braves. That's what I said, Willem. That, that's what I said. Okay, I wasn't listening okay, then wh- properly. Sorry. <laughs> I was looking fucking... at this fucking sick-ass bobblehead, dude. Quit looking. Uh, also, one final thing. I have some Brewers stuff. Did you hear that they have finally hit 100 million fans? Wow. Well, don't say wow just yet. Yeah, I heard. But hear about the fucking giveaway. Wow. $6 concession stand credits. Water is $7. For 10 different home games. Yep. What the flying fuck? A uh, good, good, good friend of mine, uh, former 1250 AM host, Bart Winkler, uh, just basically roasted them i'm going to send you the twitter video i want you to play it right here okay everyone's making fun of the brewers you can find concessions here for less than six bucks veggie dog chocolate pretzel stick not quite yeah congrats a hundred million fans have a cotton candy on us. LOL, no way. Coors Edge. Bon Appetit. Yeah, I just have to say, go fuck yourself, Brewers. You cheap fucks. Doesn't Bart Winkler look like Brad Boxberger? No. He looks like Mike Budenholzer. No. Pull up Mike Budenholzer. Pull up Bart Winkler. That's, I will. It's Bart Winkler right there. Pull up Mike Budenholzer. Budenholzer. Right here. Bruh. Yeah, I don't know. I see Brad Boxberger now. Look at Brad Boxberger with him. Th- yeah, I, I don't see that. You don't see the Brad Box? Yeah. No, I don't see that at all. Like that right here? Not. No. Really? No. I get the bread box vibes. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Here, how about this one? Yeah, that's fucking bread box. <laughs> no. I mean, that's literally who you just showed me. I that's don't know it. You showed me Bart Winkler. Okay. Well, that was quick hits. And that's going to wrap us up, I guess, for episode number 83. And uh, down the wire. You got anything else you want to say? I love you. Oh, God. Gross. Um,. That was episode 83 of Down the Wire. My name is Tom. It's my brother Dave. Oh, I thought you were going to play all those now. But I guess I'm waiting for that now. If you guys enjoyed the episode, make sure you guys download us wherever you get your podcasts. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, iHeart, uh, Stitcher, uh, Ragstock. Uh, fuck, where else? I don't know. Singles, Amish people meet christian mingle farmers only we should get it down the wire tinder that's for sure coming in the future yeah baby um or you can always check us out on thechairshot.com hey tom way to be wrong about hard knocks peace